What's going on, podcast friend? Thanks so much for coming back. This is episode 16. Welcome back to the Sales for Introverts podcast where it don't matter what kind of sales you do, whether you're the VP of sales of some Fortune 500 company or you're the checkout person at the grocery store. All of us in some way have to interact with customers and interact on a sales capacity in some form or fashion. And you know what? If you're an introvert, maybe you're shy, maybe you're just uncertain about sales, there is something that just doesn't jive with you. And that's how you found your way here, I'm assuming, of course. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be on something called Sales for Introverts. But we want to speak to all of you, whether you do high-pressure stuff or low-pressure or or whatever role you have in your company. So welcome back. And if this this is your first episode, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, a little bit different than normal. This is more of a story that I have to tell than a general sales topic. Usually my sales topics are are pretty hyper-focused about one particular issue, but this time we're not even going to talk about any issues. You're just going to hear a story from me about a very interesting experience that I had. Interesting is a word that I use all the time. I got to pick better adjectives, but an experience that I had that really told me a lot about myself. It was very telling, of course. So they say that it takes trials for people to go through to really start, you know, refining them and to help them grow. Well, the point in my life that made it crystal clear for me that I was an introvert in sales was what I call the Argentina trip. So what am I talking about? Well, by Argentina, I mean, of course, the country. It's not some client of ours, but we had the opportunity to take some clients with us to Argentina, which is something that I think that our company has never done. We've been around for like 70 years. We don't do these big, high-flying, very expensive customer appreciation trips. Now, look, I know that in the sales and entertainment world, it's normal to take some customers out to Vegas or go to big sporting events and things like that. And that happens to some extent. You know, we live in college football territory here, and that's a big deal. But that's a lot easier for us because it's just a few hours away from where we all live. So sometimes you can even make it a day trip out of taking a customer to a football or a basketball game or something like that. But the big deals, the big going fishing in Alaska type things, going hunting in Argentina type things, we don't do. I mean, I don't know if it's just because of the industry that we're in. Uh, We work in construction, supply, but that just didn't exist until my cousin, I work in a family business, and my cousin had the opportunity, I think, to bid on some sort of charity auction where if he wins, then uh, it's like a all-expensive-paid five-person trip to Argentina to go hunting in Argentina, that is. And I think the story goes something like he put a bid on it because he didn't think it was going to win, and sure enough, ended up winning. Okay? That was back around 2014, I think. And 
that was right around the time that I started working for my current company, the family business that I mentioned. So <laughs> here we are, and there's there's three of us in the family that, that work there presently. There were many more who have and have since retired, but there's three of us that are there. And the logical people to go on this Argentina trip were my two cousins who were incidentally, the president and vice president of the company. I was the third man down here, and I was just starting out like in an entry-level sales position. So it would have made a lot more sense for the president and vice president to go. But the VP, who is my other cousin involved in the business, I have two cousins involved, one cousin's the president, one cousin is the vice president. But the VP said he could not go because he had young kids and he just couldn't be away from his family for a whole week and leave his wife hanging. At the time, I was like, yeah, you're lost, dude. But now that I'm in the same position that he is, many years later, I'm like, yeah, my wife would kill me if I left for one day or two days, much less seven days. So to go on a guy's hunting trip, right? So he had to back out. And so the next logical person to join was me. So the president, my cousin, he comes up and asks me if I'm interested in going. I mean, put yourself in my position. I'm relatively new at the company. And suddenly the boss comes up and invites you on a trip to take three customers to Argentina for a week. During the work week, it's not like you had to take vacation time or anything. It was work. So I was like, yes, please. Absolutely. Sign me up. I didn't hesitate. I have been to Central America before a couple times, but I'd never been to South America. And I've also been to Europe as well. So it was an entirely new continent for me, a new culture, so many neat things that I wanted to go experience. Now, one big caveat was, though, is that it's a hunting trip. Well, look, I don't know anything about hunting at all. I was like, well, okay, what are we, what do we, what do we do? What are you, what are we hunting for? And it turns out you may not know this, but Argentina is a super big sportsman destination for all kinds of different outdoor activities. Hunting is just one of them. We were actually going dove hunting and down there, Dove are actually a type of pest. They, it's insane how many doves fly over the Argentine farmlands. It's, it, they, they blot out the sun. There's so many of them flying around. And the story goes, I'm not, look, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know the whole verification behind all this stuff. But the story goes that they, they eat the crops, they cause problems, and the government actually facilitates and encourages hunting outfitters to come down there and try to cull some of these birds out of their ecosystem. And I don't know if they're an invasive species or anything like that. If we were told that we were going to shoot deer or ducks or, I don't know, mountain lions, whatever, like I probably would not have gone I'm not really in a big animal hunter anyways. Now, I love to fish. I'm all about fishing. 
And I found out later that there is also uh, great fishing places to go to in Argentina, which we we did not do. But but I, you know, I was in, I was game because uh, you know I had some experience shooting clays and sporting clays and things like that. So not a lot. And certainly not as much as the people that we went with. The people that the three clients that we took with us were very much avid hunters, also big game hunters as well. And it's apparently like a rite of passage. It is it is a bucket list item to go to Argentina and see how many doves you can shoot. So if you're an environmentalist or animal rights activist or something like that listening to this podcast, I apologize. I thought I tried to tee it up pretty good with the fact that these these birds are a pest down there and and when invasive species get in, that that's what you do. You you try to take them back out to help the the ecosystem. However, if that is uh, in any way offensive to you, I apologize and we're actually probably not even going to talk about it much anymore. I won't tell you how what my total count was and I was one of the low guys on the on the on the totem pole. And yes, they do count. That's a big deal for them. They do count. So, yeah, hunting. Not a hunter. Whatever. I was going to go give it a shot. No pun intended. So, as I started learning more about the trip, the itinerary kind of started to fill itself in. I but this is how green I was. I just assume that like, hey, you're going to a foreign country. You're going to a new country. There's probably going to be like some tourist stuff involved and you're going to go see some sites and whatnot. Nope. This was strictly business, hunting business, that is. And that the plane touches down in Buenos Aires, I believe, if I didn't butcher that. And then uh, there's another plane flight over to a regional airport where you go kind of out into the countryside. So you don't get to go really experience much of the culture. And as soon as you're done, you hop right back on the plane and go back home. Which people that are used to traveling for hunting, they know that. It's like if you go on a ski trip, you fly into the slopes, you ski the whole time, and then you leave. You You don't do anything else. But this is that was how the hunting trip was. I, you know, I was like the nerdy guy over here with a camera on my shoulders, you know, expecting to go do some sightseeing. And I, I had a bit of a rude awakening there. So, so yes, however, however, basically it was a, I can't remember if we shot for four days or five days. I think it was at least four. But on the trip, again, me, my cousin, and three clients. So there's five of us total. They have a they have breakfast and then they have a morning shooting session. You go back for lunch and then you have an afternoon shooting session and then you go back middle afternoon break time and then get back together for a dinner. And then after that, you can hang out as long as you want in the lodge and then you just go back to your room. There's nothing else to do. It's kind of like on a compound and there's uh, like some how do you how do you want to call it dormitories set up, I guess you could say where. It was, we'll get there in a second. And then there was a dormitory. There was a swimming pool, but it was too cold to swim for us. And then the lodge where they prepared all the food and had beverages and stuff and refreshments. So that was kind of the itinerary of the whole trip. And I, you know, started getting involved in that as soon as we got excited for the trip and and got going. Let me just say first that 
some challenges started to crop up from the beginning. And I say that this trip really made it crystal clear for me about being an introvert. That's because I was, I guess I was just a little bit naive going in. But first of all, we showed up for the flight on a Saturday. And I want to say we left on the Saturday and came back like on a Friday or something like that. But we showed up on a Saturday and I had to cut short a family vacation to be there. So I had to leave that early and then showed up and hung out with clients on a Saturday afternoon. And of course, I'd be with them Sunday and every day after that until the trip was over. So as soon as I showed up, you know, it was nice at first. I was excited to see everybody. We, you know, shook hands and hopped on an airplane. And for the next 24 hours, it was kind of small talking with people that you barely knew. And I've got to say, they were totally, everybody that we went with was, I went with four other gentlemen and everybody was totally, you know, polite and, and, and a pleasure to be around good people for sure. But they're, they're not family and they're not going to be family at the end of the trip. So it was just a lot of small talk and really grasping for things to talk about. So it wouldn't be awkward, I guess. And Somebody, my, my sales manager might slap me on the back or something right now, but I'm being honest. I mean, come on. There was just nowhere really to hide. There, I mean, unless you went to the bathroom, you know, and you can't stay in there for hours. But there was just nowhere to go. We were just around each other all the time, like we were on a retreat together almost. And the gear started turning in my head. I was like, wait a second here. I didn't sign up for a retreat with my cousin and three strangers that I barely know. I, I didn't even know any of them beforehand going into it. But now I'm I'm on this spiritual retreat, and and you know my cousin. It's that's fine. He is family, but it, it was just an awkward experience, and probably so for them too. However, I I'm sure I was the most introverted of the five of us. But the gears started turning that point even before we landed on our first leg of our airplane trip that I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to start mentally preparing myself that this is not going to be as fun or relaxing as I thought it was. This is not only just work, you know, we are entertaining clients, but it's also going to be a lot of mental work for me to manage my inner introvert, if you will, to get a little meta terminology there. But anyways, yeah, so there was there was a lot of small talk. And then as the trip progressed, we showed up jet lagged in Buenos Aires and we had another flight to take. And now all of a sudden the language has changed. And so I'm physically tired. I am mentally tired. And we can't even speak the same language to order a Coke at the at the little coffee stand. So that was a little bit of an extra challenge there. It was a long trip and to be gone that many days away from home too, mind you, and to be entertaining clients for not just 24 hours, not just 48 hours, but for that long, it was like five or six days. That is intense even especially if you're an extrovert because extroverts run out of gas too buddy i mean everybody runs out of that gas 
So in some ways, while it wasn't meant to be a retreat, you know, we did have to bond in some ways as, as people to be like, okay, fine. You know, we're your clients. You're our supplier. We get that you appreciate our business. We're going to be hanging out for five days together and we probably wouldn't hang out under a normal situation for, (laughs) for one day. So we're just going to have to figure this thing out. And as the trip went on, it did get a little bit more real, I would say. Though I do not feel like I conquered it by any means. So let me tell you, let me just recap again the good things, the bad things about it, and then some of the saving graces that I had. Okay, so the good things were, yeah, it was an amazing opportunity. It was a five-star experience. I'm never going to pay to do anything like this again. It, this is awesome. And I got to do it for work. No vacation days spent. I didn't mention before, though, that the food and the even the minimum minimal cultural experience that I got to do in Argentina was amazing. People talk a lot about like Argentine steaks and beef and stuff like that. And the lodge that we stayed at was like they had this bespoke. Is that the right word? This on-site chef that just made fantastic steak for us on a regular basis. And, of course, the dove that we shot, they also prepared some of that. That was good, and I've never had, I've never eaten that before. I mean, to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner prepared for you and some occasional snacks as well was just awesome. And, of course, we did try the local wine, Malbec, produced in Argentina and it was fantastic. I'll say one of my previous US experiences with Malbec, I was just kind of like, eh, it just tastes kind of like grape juice to me. Just, just there's there's no there's nothing behind it, but the stuff that we had down there was really nice, so I enjoyed sharing that information with friends and family when I got back. Again, the hunting part of it, I was definitely out of my league. I didn't know much what I was doing, but by the time we got done, I felt pretty good. <laughs> And I also got to create a good relationship with the couriers that went with us and they helped you load your weapon. Um, Trying to load that many shotgun shells in one day, turns out you can't do it. And no matter how big of a man you think you are, you're not going to load 2,500 shotgun shells in in a shotgun in a day. So all of that stuff was really cool. The challenges though, like I mentioned, being that close to people, clients for that long is just was really challenging. And I'd love to hear some experiences from other people too that that have been in the same boat. I didn't even mention before the dormitories we talked about was two people to a room, but there was five of us and somehow I got the one by myself. I don't even know. I should have, you know, sort of stayed with my cousin. I don't know why I didn't think to do that, but I was luckily enough that was one of the saving graces that I did have a room to go to, to kind of, you know, take a nap in or chill out for a little while. Speaking of naps, by the end of the trip, everybody was taking naps during the afternoon. They'd go for an hour or two and we were all like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And we all kind of bonded over that. The Argentine weather was really nice too. It was very cool at night and I slept incredible in my nice cold room that my wife would not tolerate back at home. And then on the plane, I got to read. I got to watch movies. I, we On the way back, which was a story in itself, it took us four different flights, 25 total travel hours consecutive. And introvert, extrovert, I don't care who you are. 
I was starting to feel physically sick when we got back to Atlanta, which was our third stop, not even our last stop. Four different flights, 25 hours, sitting in coach. On the flight back from Buenos Aires to Atlanta, I had a nice Argentine woman sitting next to me who fell asleep on my shoulder for a few hours. And I just didn't know what to do, how to get her off of me. But that that happened. But I got to watch a, a really cool movie on the way back. So that was definitely one of the saving graces. And I did survive. And by the time I got home, I was just so dead. It's probably the closest I've ever been. And my wife was like, what is wrong with you? And like, you're not talking. You can't even talk. You can't tell me about it. I was like, oh, it's a great trip. It's a great trip. She's like, that's all you're going to say about it? That's all I can say because this is, was such an experience. So what was the biggest takeaways? Like, I'm not sure. There, there was, I, if I had the opportunity to do it again, I probably would just because of how unique of an experience it was. And I'll, and I'll never do that again. But what I would do differently is I would get more involved in the itinerary like we went there and we literally did the same hunting routine for four days straight. And again, for for people used to doing that kind of thing, flying into exotic places and going hunting, I mean, they really salivate over that kind of thing. But for me, it got boring kind of after the second day. I'm like, I can't believe that I have to do this again for two more days. So by the end of it, you know, I was being safe, but I was like doing trick shots and shooting left-handed and shooting from the hip like in, in a Western movie and stuff like that. I mean, I had some fun with it, but that was that was a little much. So I would have, you know, do that for a day or two and then go fishing for a day or two, go sightseeing for a day or two, something like that. But as far as like the introvert side goes, you kind of got to know that going in what you're getting yourself into. So for example, like if I take customers out to dinner or out to lunch, you know, I gear up for that way in advance. And I, and I have some ideas about what we can talk about, both small talk items and big things, business related things. But that's just for one or two dinners. We rented out uh, a box at a hockey game one time, which was about like a four hour time investment and by the end of that you know i'm just totally gassed by talking to clients and and small talk and things like that but this was about five or six days in a row of breakfast lunch and dinner not only that but activities in between now thankfully you gotta wear earmuffs and you can't really talk while you're shooting a gun so (laughs) maybe there's another silver lining right there but yeah that is really intense. And the cousin, my cousin that went with me afterwards, I think he had a similar takeaway. And that is, it, it, it was a once in a lifetime experience, but that was just, that was a lot. It was a lot of, of time involved. And again, no offense to the folks that we went with. They are all perfectly fine people, but I would imagine they were, they were probably thinking the same thing too. This is a lot of time to be away from home with a supplier on a business trip. So, you got to think about what you're getting into. Were there some awkward moments of silence? A ton of them. And yes, they were awkward. I didn't really care, 
but I felt obligated to do something about it because I was a host in a way. So it was a mess. I mean, I laugh about it now. I laughed about it then too, and I don't regret going at all. But just before you get yourself into those situations, you better think about it. Think it all the way through. Think about your personality before you agree to go or before you put that bid down on that hunting trip you think you're never going to get. You just think about it. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed that story. And uh, we've got more great stuff coming up on the Sales for Introverts podcast. You can check me out at salesforintroverts.com. What's over there is it's my online course. You can go get an introvert kickstart for free. If you want to get exposed to some of my sales trainings, because I am an introvert and now I may not be the best at a six day Argentina trip where you're around customers for 24 hours. Okay. Self-admitted, but I have been successful in my career as a professional salesperson. Full-time, out there, on the phone, beating the streets, talking to the right people. And that's what we do at salesforintroverts.com. So check it out. Get you an introvert kickstart for free at salesforintroverts.com. Okay, so that is the end of the podcast. We will see you next time with more fun stuff. Adios. Adios.